What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as behind those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, as people of color relate to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shad Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? So welcome back to uh, to the show, Shannon. So uh, if you guys have not already, please go back uh, last week to check out that uh, show as well. We had special guest Chris Abacon, and we featured uh, an episode from Johnny, Mr. Johnny Jones Jr., uh, which is way back from season one, episode 155. So definitely check us out for last week. And then obviously uh, continue to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share us with your friends. We greatly appreciate it. We've seen traffic go up. So we like to keep it that way. Without further ado, I give it a Shannon. All right, everybody. So this article is from Reuters.com, right? It's by Christopher Bing, Raphael Satter, and James Pearson. And the title of this one is Israeli Cybersecurity Professionals Band Together Amid Gaza War. So um, we're not getting into the geopolitical here, right? Like, you you know what we're all about. It's all about the cyber, right? So what ended up happening here um, is that um, there was some hacking going on um, in Israel when it came to uh, some school children, right? Like what they were seeing, uh, screenshots that were going around from, from Zoom, things of that nature, right? So what ended up happening was um, inf- information, Israeli information security professionals are getting together and they're doing, they're providing free cybersecurity services to Israeli companies, right? Um, to try to combat this hacktivism that's going on um, that's supporting uh, that's supporting Hamas, right? So what they're doing here, this is not one of those things where they're being retaliatory in nature, right, with what's going on in the news. So um, unless you're living under a rock, you're seeing it everywhere, right, about how um, Hamas and Israel are going back and forth and they're, and they're fighting. Uh, but what they're trying to do here, right, is they're just trying to um, keep some services up and running, like school services for for Israeli families that are that are falling victim to hacktivism, right, um, for people that are not supportive of their side, of Israel, right? Um so again, this is, we, we've talked about it before on the show, right? So we talk about how before any, any bullet is, before any bullet is, is, uh, is shot, any tank rolls in, we talked about cybersecurity and we talked about how people are going, cyber warfare is how it's all going to start out, right? So this is, we're a little bit over a week now into this conflict and, and we still have cybersecurity issues to where they're still using it, you know, for disruption, right? So it's not just a, we do this and then roll in with tanks. It's like, we do this, we roll in with tanks and then we continue with this, right? And we're even seeing it over in, in with the Russia and Ukraine um, uh, conflict as well, right? Um, cybersecurity plays a major role in this, but again, these, uh, these Israeli uh, companies, um, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, keep disruption from happening and keep children in school, right? Remotely, right? Because they're not sending, they're not sending the children out um, in public to the schools, right? Because it's dangerous right now. So because they're doing a lot of things over, you know, whether it be Zoom, Cisco, WebEx, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever your mode of, of, of remote learning uh, may be, they're trying to keep these things up and functional um, for these Israeli families so the children can still uh, learn and go to school and do what they need to do, right? Because um, it's one of those things where uh, knowing uh, what is going on over there, and this and this honestly is not not new what's happening right now. Again, I'm not trying to get into the political or anything like that, but the children still need to continue on with their lives, right? They still need to learn. Uh, they still need to have something else to think about other than, you know, bullets they may be hearing, bombs going off, things of that nature. So, um yeah, so that's what they're doing here is trying to keep everything up and running and make it to where 
the children are still getting the education that they that they're so entitled to. So, Ryan, what's your thoughts on this? Yes. Uh, so digging a little bit deeper to the article, I saw that um, there there's a lot of gaps uh, on the uh, cybersecurity front from a private and public uh, works type situation, right? Because a lot of the Israeli forces are um, uh, called upon from their uh, they're being activated. Basically, I I, I don't I, I figured exactly how it's described, but. Like you have professionals who are in this space, right? Cybersecurity space and what have you, who have daily jobs where they're, they're uh, there to defend or protect the networks, things of that nature, but then they're called in to be whatever else in the military. So they, don't, they can't do two jobs at once. So it's uh, interesting to see that um, it's kind of like a clinic that's being stood up, right? Like you have all of these uh, members kind of banding together to, like you said, continue to protect the, uh, the, the kids so they can go to school. Uh, uh, protected from hacktivism, so that's seen uh, anti-Israeli things, pro-Palestinian uh, things, like just being swept up in all of the uh, geopolitical-ness um, of it, right? Like to, to allow them to continue to go to school, to do their thing. But then this is also spilled out into the, um, the community as well. So kind of like when we talked about the uh, RIT episode from last week, where Google is funding RIT to do their uh, cybersecurity clinics is somewhat similar, but I think a lot of this is going to be volunteerism uh, as opposed to being paid work, right? Like just people who want to ensure that billboards don't uh, become uh, hotspots for hacktivism, that uh, you know traffic lights and things of that nature are not hacked, public works are not hacked, water supplies, things of that nature. Like just trying to uh, trying to support from a defensive way, so there's no offensive cyber in this case. Uh, being had even in the article it discussed about using um uh being patient and not kind of rushing in to uh retaliate in the same way right pushing out uh the opposite word the uh anti-palestinian and pro-israeli uh you know um signage and things of that nature on the other side of the house so it's like hey we need to be restrained just let's go and, and defend ourselves and make sure we keep the, the lights on basically because um, their their targets are being attacked, water is being attacked, things of that nature. Uh, just just as we saw in Ukraine, uh, Russia situation. So it's, it's very interesting to see the uh, I guess the the more uh, intricate sides of cybersecurity in this in this regard because of the the wider situation, right? The the war that's being raged, and now you have people having to, to come in and uh, kind of um, put put their fingers in the the holes that are popping up. Uh, from a uh, a civilian standpoint, when it comes to industry banking, things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting article. Um, uh, I think we saw that somewhat similar uh, when it came to the Ukraine Russia situation, um, and then just asking people to have restraint. So, uh, in that case, we talked about uh, with the Russia Ukraine one. You had people from the states and everywhere else also kind of adding uh, fuel to the fire. So I don't, I didn't see much of that in this article, but uh, I do like that they, they asked for restraint, right? This is a defensive operation, not an offensive one that would be handled by the, uh, the military, so. Because they've had parents go to them and, and ask that, right? Like, be like, hey, let's let's do something different. Let's go after them. And they're like, no, 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 that's not our intention here, right? Like we want- Yeah, it's not, not hack, not, no hacking back, basically. Right, yeah, there you go. So yeah, yeah, very, very interesting article. Uh, I'm sure a, a lot more will come of this, uh, especially uh, as, as we saw the, the I, I keep wanting to say post-Ukraine, 
Russia, but it's still happening, right? Like it's still the war is still being raged. Um, but in that case, we kind of saw the uh, the road to war happening. We saw the the tanks start to amass the border, and then Europe uh, had to had to step in, knowing that there would be some uh, some fallout from systems in Ukraine being hit that would spread into the the EU and the states as well. So they kind of were being proactive. In this case, because of how quickly things uh, escalated, there wasn't a lot of that being done. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this volunteer force basically comes in and then uh, provides protections after the fact. So as things have already started to rage. Um, so I'm sure there'll be more of this throughout the, uh, the upcoming weeks. But with that being said, uh, please continue to tune in. Um, please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, so we can continue to uh, spread the uh, the show to uh, to your nerdy friends and and those who are interested in this type of uh, uh, not really journalism, right? Like somebody wrote this article. We're just talking about we're just talking over top of it, <laughs> provide our commentary. But if that interests you, please continue to uh, like, listen, and share all that good stuff. Here's up on the websites that go by our name. Give me a person. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R Y R Y Security Guy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. Stay safe. Stay secure. Thank you.